Hey guys, I'm Pennyboard and you're listening to Bacon is My Podcast. I just wanted to pop in and let you know that my new single, Pills for Brains, is out everywhere, wherever you listen to music. Um, I'm an alternative pop artist from Dallas, Texas. I'm also an independent artist, so it means the world to me if you check it out. You can find me on all social media, at Pennyboard Band. And yeah, hope to see you at a show soon. How those balls looking? You know what, you know what season it is, right? <laughs> I do. I do, indeed. It is, uh, it is time. It is time for smooth sack summer. And how do I keep everything smooth, everything tidy, everything the way it should be? Well, I don't know how you do, but I'll tell you how I do. Manscaped, buddy. You know how much we love the crop mops. You know how much we love the lawnmower, but they have the performance package 4.0 now. They did a little upgrade Mm -hmm. to the Weed Whacker. Weed Whacker is, of course, the nose and ear hair trimmer. It is now the 2.0. And also, they are getting into the beard game. They've got their brand new beard trimmer which is fantastic so go to manscape.com use the promo code baconpod and that will give you 20 percent off and free shipping that's right so don't forget to work on those testicles your chesticles and your cheeks keep them clean and ask yourself what's your bacon hey everyone uh we had a show last night and we've also seen movies recently yeah what do you want to talk about? We should talk about uh, the show last night and also movies we've seen recently. So what should we do? The intro? Bacon! Bacon is my podcast! Bacon! Bacon is my Bacon! Bacon is my podcast! Bacon! Guys, welcome, welcome everybody to Discussion and Drinks, where today we are drinking a very delicious Jameson, Jameson Stout Edition. Provided. I mean, hey, listen, we've had this before, but this bottle is very special to us because yes. provided it to was us provided to us by our good friend. Yes. Oh, we were out of ice. Uh, it's okay. We got more. In our there. good friend, G and Levi. Yes, good friends from Maryland. Yeah, who are uh, here visiting for the weekend, um, and uh, I met them for dinner the other night. We, oh, nice! We went and had uh, we went and had some Shake Shack. Oh, nice! Which was delicious. That's, that's excellent. Uh, and uh, when I got there, they bestowed upon me this bottle, and I said, "Ah, discussions and drinks." Well, they just they, yeah. Uh, we actually next time they come up. Mm-hmm. We're going to do a, a good old-fashioned family dinner with some sauce. Nice. And some pasta and stuff, so uh, you in? Yes. Okay. Uh, Levi and I were talking uh, recipes, right? And uh, Levi, Levi, I, I don't mean to cut you off, no, but no, Levi, Levi was like, can I cook too? And I was like, uh, uh, I mean, I'll have it ready, but... so. If you want to, yeah, let's, yeah. Just speaking to him the other night, it was like, I was like, okay, out in the midst of our conversation about different things that we make, I was like, I will trade you <laughs> a mac and cheese and a biscuits and gravy recipe for your fried chicken recipe and butter steak. Wow. I feel like whatever we do, yeah. Like if you're gonna come and I'm gonna be there, right. and, and Levi's gonna be there, this is gonna we're gonna this is gonna be an epic meal. I think so. I'm excited. I'm too. I'm excited. I'm too. When are you guys coming back? <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh man, yeah. So we 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 just had a show last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, our respective bands. Not not bacon is my passion. Not just yet. October. Getting there. October. It's coming. It's happening. We gotta faster, figure that out faster than we realize. We gotta figure that out, huh? Yeah, we haven't done anything. Yeah. For it in a while. Yeah, we gotta figure that out. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know what? So like, so what I will say is this: like, we what what the pool of musicians that I'm able like, and you're able to pull from, we can be prepared yes. very easily. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally, and and you know, like, uh, like, is it a cool thing? Yes. Is it what I necessarily want to be the thing? I don't know, but. Um, like, so I'm, like, we're show ready in two rehearsals. And that's, like, we know a set, we can do it, and that's that. And, and quite frankly, I'm really happy with, with how, like, hey, listen, some nights are your nights, some nights are not your nights. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you guys played overall, great last night. Thank you, thank you. It's a great show. Uh, but we legitimately had a rehearsal Monday, a rehearsal Thursday, Played on Saturday. Nice. And, that, and that's how that's nice. and that's how it happened since our last show. That's in what happens June. when you play with pro musicians. And um, and I want to big do a big 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 huge shout out to Joey Demaco who um, yes is just man. I, I don't know if you guys he's a know, joy, and he's so good. He I I've known him longer than I've known probably. Anybody that I speak to on a on a regular basis. Have you known him longer than you haven't known him? Yes. Yeah. Nice. He and I met in that's the, awesome. He and I met in the tenth grade. He was telling everybody last night, and I didn't even think about this. I knew Joey before he started playing bass. Oh wow. Okay. And I was like, so what? Well, yeah, because I guess I guess oh, wow. I guess Holy the shit. assumption is that you met through right? music. Right, right, but, yeah. Well, we did, we did sort of meet through music because again, we, we were talking about it again, uh, in the pe- like you know, f- a couple of hours ago. Like he wore band shirts, and I was like, "Oh, cool, you wear band shirts, I wear band shirts. I like those bands. You like the bands right, right, I right. listen to, so that's why we immediately." So like, he went to a Catholic school, and was dumped into a, the public school system in mm-hmm. high school and I was one of those people and and it was uh I also did that. Yeah, it happens. And uh yeah, so that's you know big shout out to Joey. Joey Neon Skyline. I'm so excited. I'm so excited for Neon Skyline because when they drop their record, they're going to be the biggest thing in the scene. Show was just announced today. Yeah. Their their record release. Yeah. Um we are on it. Yeah, you're on it. I, I'm gonna. You know what? I'm you know gonna who do else this. is on it? Who else is on it? I'm opening. Yeah, you are. I'm. I am opening acoustically. The and aforementioned I'm going to acoustic show. I am going to be playing shit from FFR. From uh, you can go ahead. Go ahead. Airdrop that to me. Airdrop. I'll, I'll show it on the screen. I will, okay. Yeah, let's, let's show it on the screen. So uh, I'm going to play some FFR stuff. I'm going to play some LTOB stuff. I'm going to play some Me, My Own Self stuff. I'm going to play some Something Heavy stuff. I'm going to play a plethora 
if you will. Yeah, well, we're going to be uh, sharing the flyer for the show right now. Yeah, here we go, here we go. We're getting there. But if you are just listening uh, and you're in the New York, Long Island area, uh, we're in West Babylon, New York on September 23rd. Uh, It is at a soundstage, uh, Elite Soundstage, 80 Dale Street in West Babylon. Um, cool thing about that is it's going to be a limited uh, limited ticket engagement. Right. I don't know how many tickets are. Like, I think it's about 110. 110? Like yeah. I like, think it was 110. But is that including band members? So then that drops yes. it down. So that drops it down to below 100 yes. tickets. Yes, yes, yes. For that show. Um, um, so uh, it's also going to include the band's uh, Lunacy Commission. It's going to be uh, I Ignite. Lunacy Commission is also releasing an EP that night. Yeah. Uh, Mike is uh, going to be opening up the do show. Do some shit. Acoustic set. Maybe and, we should uh, do a Bacon is My Passion song. Let's do it. Can we do that? Sure. Let's do that. And then uh, Craving Strangers on the show as well. Um, it's going to be super fun. It's going to be super cool. And it's going to be a different kind of thing, too, because it's going to be at this like soundstage type of environment. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be great. So get in touch with get in touch with us about... like tickets and and if you want to I don't have I don't do have that. to sell any so get in touch with me but get, you can get, get in touch with us and then I'll forward I'll forward you to Jimmy and uh but, but yeah, yeah it, limited uh, ticket I'm, engagement you got to check it out and I know I know $30 seems like a lot well it's uh, um, but it does include drinks open bar open bar yeah so that's really cool um but yeah that'll be really cool so big shout out to Neon Skyline they're going to be guests they're going to be guests before yeah. the 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 month is over we're going to do it with in conjunction with this show, we're going to have a thing, like a week kind of thing. Nice. Yeah. Cool. FYI. I'm in. It's first time he's here. I mean, I, I'm a yes guy. He's a yes guy. But yeah, the show was cool. And um, last night, again, like we were talking about it, uh, I think the last episode that we finished playing a show, and a lot this time was was feeling like old times feeling like pre-pandemic stuff now we were in a bigger room um one of the things i will say about this room and it's not gonna be something that you would think that i'm saying is like a plus for it but um we were probably like 80 people like just under 80 people yeah i think that was the um that was the cap but the room was way bigger. So so when you do 80 people in Beeries, which is the place that we were talking about last time that mm-hmm. we usually play, it is a smaller place. Um, this place was, I'm going to say a 200, 250 cap, right? Yeah, I think legally it's like a 230 or something okay. like that. Um, but they do food. Mm-hmm. And that's a game changer. Like is, an absolute game changer. game changer. What'd you eat? I, I did not eat anything actually. Oh. Um. I was disappointed that I didn't get to eat anything. I I ate Taco Bell on the way home, mm. which was great. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna lie. It was. I, it was uh, fantastic. I I will say, but thank you to my guitar player Frank who bought me food. Oh well. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Uh, there you go, Frank. But I showed up and I did not think about the fact that. Um, the only thing I had eaten so far that day was I had some leftover chicken breast, mm-hmm. uh, a, a flour tortilla, a little bit of rice, and some onion and pepper. So I made myself a little burrito. Uh, oh, yeah. That's right? Nice. Um, and I ate, I ate that. 
and then that was it. And then I went and I immediately had two Jamesons when I got there. And uh, and that and then the first band went on, Down Escape Park, and I was like, Oh <laughs> shit. I didn't eat. I should I should eat. You gotta do that. And so I went up and what I got was I got a grilled cheese with short rib. Yeah, I heard that was pretty banging. So good. Yeah. See, I, I can't eat, and, and we've, I don't know if we've discussed this before. We have, because you'll throw up. Yeah. Yeah. I can't, it's, oh, yeah, maybe not up. on the show, but we've talked about yeah, it. Yeah, you and not I. Not on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so, so, yeah, what's, I, what's up with that? I cannot eat eight hours prior to a show. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a really, well, oh, okay, so I played a really important show at a, at a very nice venue at the time. Um, where I had something to eat and, you know, like you eat your normal meals, but you know, you're going to, you you know, you're playing around dinner time. Right. And I went, I had something for dinner and when I came out and I went on stage and I wasn't necessarily op- like I wasn't opener opener, but I was one of the openers for a national act, mm-hmm. the venue had their uh, had their drum set there set up ready to go and it was the very 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 respected sound man of that venue <laughs> who 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 had his drum set there oh boy and uh, yeah I started playing and like three or four songs in I got nauseous and Man, I, I just turned around and I honked <laughs> all over that drum set. Oh. Now, and have have you not eaten prior to playing since then? Or have you done it again and it happened again and you realized that that was a thing? No, since then. Because it could have not been... It could have just... You could have eaten something I've, bad. I've te- no, you know what? I've tested the waters. Yeah. Um, like, even as frequently as, uh, as LTOB, right? Yeah. And LTOB, I've... I've uh, he had, did. He did vomit on that kit. Oh Gee, well, yeah. Did. No, I said I honked on that kit. Yeah, yeah, all over that kit. And NPS AJ w- sat there on his drum throne, playing the rest of that set. It's pro move. Going pro move, AJ. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, oh my god. Uh. Um. Oh yeah. You know what? Now I really understand why you've kept him this long. Because that's loyalty. That's loyalty, right? And that's 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 the attitude you want. And then also said respected sound man came up to me and he's like, you threw up all over my kid. I was like, sir, I'm going to, I'll wash the fuck out of that. Right, right. <laughs> I promise you, I will watch, I'm so sorry. And I don't know why that happened. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, no, even as frequently as an LTOB show, I've had, uh, I've had a, a peanut butter and jelly from home. Right. You know, like, so so this was well before I even knew Jen. Uh-huh. Uh, this was in, like, 2005 or 2006. It was way, way long ago. Around the time the Letter Kills record was out. Yes, very much so. <laughs> it was it was probably one of those types of shows, too. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, so it happened, and, uh, man, I couldn't, I couldn't do it anymore. And then she came into my life around, uh, you know, 2000. Something I don't even remember. It's seven, uh, right, and right. she was like, "You need to eat." And I was like, "No, I can't. I can't. I can't." Finally, 
after a long, long time, while we were while I was in LTOB, she's like, "You should, you, you, you can't." It was during the rail days, and it was one of those situations when we were supposed to play at ten, and I had lunch, and I was like, "This is my last meal, so give me what I gotta eat." Right. And we were supposed to play at ten at the rail, which means twelve thirty. Right. And she's like, "You can't do that." Because you're going to at least have one or two drinks when you get there. Mm-hmm. So you need to eat something. You need to have something in your stomach. And I was like, okay. I just don't know what I can eat. And I, she's like, let's make a peanut butter and jelly. Right? Yep. It's simple. It's easy. It's bland. It's simple. It's bland. Like, not bland, it, it but it's, it's easily no, it digestible. Work. Yeah. Right? And... Uh, Whole show felt nauseous. You need to you need to be eat like a like a sick dog, like boiled chicken and rice. I don't even want to put I don't want to put anything in my stomach. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't want to. I mean, like, there's. The, uh, do you think it's like? Do you think it's nerves? The, do you think in it's... the new like? Since then, I have been able to take like a handful of pretzels. Right. And I'll be like, okay. Before I leave the the house, I'm gonna have a handful of pretzels, and then I'll right. go to the venue. Mm-hmm. You know, so like at least that first drink has something there. Has some pretzels to land on. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> right. Okay. Like, uh, but but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's nerves. I don't know if it's just psyche. Well, because you, I don't. I, you don't. Or maybe I just don't. Asso- I just associate it. Maybe I was gonna say because you don't. don't know. You don't ever come across like you have any kind of uh, real nerves before you go on? I don't feel a lot of nerves going on, especially like uh, I know just post pandemic, I definitely did. Yeah. I definitely did. It was it was me uh, with my vision going, okay, well I had to adjust a lot of things, so I gotta figure this out, you know, whatever. So yeah, for in that respect, yeah, maybe. Um, but on the overall, especially you know, like hey, listen, I'm not saying that certain shows aren't important or anything like that, but like even national act shows or big ticket shows or or out of state shows or anything like that, um, I never felt that right. I, I don't feel that way. Right, yeah. Well yeah, uh, you always seem pretty pretty collected, pretty calm, cool. Yeah, yeah. Shows. I don't I don't really You never really strike me stretch. as someone that's like that gets like we have friends that are Oh yeah a ball of anxiety head, before yeah. they go on stage. You know what I mean? Um and you've never struck me as that. Yeah, I don't you know? think I've and, ever and, really felt that. Even even in big shows and big show situations or you know, regardless of how many people are there and stuff like that, I just I know what I have to do. I go up there and I do it. But yeah. if there's something in my stomach, it doesn't want to be there. Right. I got you. Okay. Like it just doesn't want to fucking be there. Right. Hey. I don't know. Hey. I, I like. I don't get nervous for anything else except for when there's something something in my stomach, mm-hmm. and then that goes. There are people here. Cool. I don't want to be here. Right. I want to be where they are. I want to be there. Yeah, right. <laughs> I want to be where they are. So your stomach is uh, the Little Mermaid. Yeah. I want to be where the people are. 
I want to see them, see them dancing. <laughs> yes. Yeah, my, my stomach, the innards of my stomach just want to be part of your world. Part of your world, yeah. Good. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it is. I uh, I've never had that that problem. Like, I, I, yeah. I don't eat right before I go on the stage. Well, I do. Right? You, you like, can't do that. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, like, knowing that, like, okay, first band's on, there are five bands. <laughs> I'm last. It is seven... 50 I'm going on at midnight right I can have this grilled cheese so you know yeah. like I uh for me I've never had that issue I've never had the cheese thing either like I um I, I don't have the cheese specifically I specifically like tried not to for a while because they were like singers don't eat cheese and um and certain things will affect me but certain ones won't you know and it's why well, I, I think a lot of it has to do with um Knowing your body, because because yeah. because you're as a singer, your body has to know what it can and can't do, right? Yeah. Um, I used to give my guitar players such shit about that. I'll, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna be the bigger person right now, Matt. I'm sorry I gave you shit about the cheese. You always sang great, but I always sometimes did. you need that coating. I always that did. That coating can help. Um, I. Honestly, um, you know, and we talk about this all the time, about how, you know, uh, shit. Uh, so so the vocals, as a vocalist, yeah, your body is your instrument, yep. right? And people often will, will tell me, well, you need to do vocal warm-ups, and you need to do this, and you need to do that. I do find that doing certain vo vocal warm-ups will tire me. Okay. Which is why what I'll do is I and and given the advent of being able to do pitch shift on my helix here, uh, I know what song I need to open with, and once that song is done, I'm worked out. Boom, I can go. And uh, and uh, listen, I'm not saying that I'm. I'm, I'm untouchable <laughs> or anything like that, but I'm saying that this is what I learned from this career in this band. So, like, when it came to uh, LTOB, mm -hmm. we used to open with Tyler and Marla. That was a crazy high spot for me. So, you know what I needed to do? I needed to do vocal warm-ups. Right. Right. But with something heavy, I can dictate what happens where and why and when and stuff like that. And the fact that we have a song that has done well enough to be a good enough opener that people know it mm -hmm. really helps. <laughs> it really fucking helps. So I'm uh, now I have, for something heavy, a built-in opener that's also my vocal warm-up. And I've been getting some shit for it. But at the same time, I'm like, hey, there's actually some, there's some logic behind it. So I get it. I get it. I do think vocal warm-up is important. But also, I know my body, and I know that this will warm up my vocals. So just... I'm going to devil's advocate here. No, oh, please. Because I, because you always do. Well, no, so I, I'm going to look like the idiot here. No, so you're not going to look like the idiot. I'm gonna, let's do this. 
I well, I for one, as a as a singer and then also as a vocal instructor, I I can never co-sign on no vocal warm up before a show. Mm -hmm. Like, but I also don't co-sign vocal warm ups only when you have a show. I don't think that works either, and that will tire your voice out, and it yes. makes no sense. Um, I am one that says if you're a singer in any way, shape, or form, you should be doing vocal warm ups throughout the week. You should be doing vocal warm ups several I... times a week. Not every day, not all the time, but you should be doing it. That's your instrument. You change your strings. You don't do that in the middle of the first song, right? You're not. Mm -hmm. You don't put on new strings and then go. My strings will stretch out during the first song. You got to have I'll, one or two rehearsals and then before I'll you tune do again second song and make sure we're good, right? And it's so it it strikes me as the same thing. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like. Um, Whenever, whenever any of my guys tell me that they didn't do vocal warm-ups, I'm like, so you don't care about the show or the audience, right? Because you didn't, it was, it was, that was too hard for you today. <laughs> you didn't want to do that. Now, they're not singing lead. They're not, they're not also, I think you're in a different position because like you said, you know your body, you know your show, you know your thing. And the proof is there. You put on great shows. The only place I will take uh, I, I, where I will take a stance there is I will say if you're using your first song as a warm up for your voice then you're never giving the audience your best on that first impression and that first song you're, you're trusting a crowd to deal with what you give them as you warm up your voice okay I get that mentality I do now again I will I will say you don't give them a shit first thing so right yeah. well also you think about this in your warm-ups when you warm up are you going with the motions or are you doing a warm-up with specific intent and with gusto and with like okay well i can i gotta work this out specific intent and gusto and work this out. Yeah, so what am I going to do with the first song? Oh no, I have specific intent, and I'm going to do this right. the right fucking way. Alright. Time out. We've got all these awesome sponsors here. Right. Um, where can they find all the information out for that? Oh, if only there was a place. If there was only a, a portal. A hub. A, a central hub to a do so. A central location. Wait. I think there is. Do we have the technology? Yes, yes, yes. Baconismypodcast.com is where you can find the best deals on all of our awesome sponsors, including Drink Wild Bills, Poddex, Manscaped, all of them. Um, go over there, find their promo codes. You always get the best deals. But what else can you get over there? Well, not only can you get the best deals, and we'll always keep those uh, up to date, you can also help out the show. By grabbing some t-shirts, some yeah. swag. Jump over to the Bacon Is My Fashion section. Yeah, there's a whole section. It's just there for you. It's there for you. You can check it out. We have nice t-shirts. They don't uh, They don't chafe. The nice to the nips. You know I like that. You know Jimmy's you know all about like his that. nice to the nips I'm like the Drax of this show. You exactly. Know? I got sensitive nipples, man. I got sensitive nipples. That's if funny. you have sensitive nipples, check that out. And uh, you know what? How about your ear holes? You want to take care of those ear holes? Because you can find links to all of our episodes. How about your eyeballs? 
You want, mm-hmm. you want those eyeballs? You can find links to our YouTube, Strangerhood TV. You can check out everything right from baconismypodcast.com. It's easy. It's super simple. It's right there. What's your bacon? I will say that when you go to this site, that will be your new bacon. That will be your new bacon. Check it out. And that's and that's why I'm saying right. when it comes to something heavy, this has become a new thing where mm-hmm. it's just like, and my voice has changed from last turn off Broadway to something heavy. True. Definitely true. And uh, you're way more you're way more comfortable in your own skin and just kind of singing being you vocally. Right. Uh so which is a good thing, which is how it should be. Right. Which is cool. So so yeah, I, I do think I do think if I get into a situation where um I don't disagree with you when it comes to the vocal warm up thing. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't at all. Um, if you're not using your voice, um, but you call yourself a singer, well, you, you, you gotta do it, right? Right. Um, it's the same with when it comes to, and, 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 you know, you did vocals with me the other day, a couple months ago, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. And, and where I, I come in here and it's like, okay, well, I don't have to pay for a studio. I don't have to pay for this or that. So I come in here and I try and start doing shit. And if something happens on that first take, even though I'm not warmed up, something happened. Mm-hmm. Same goes for take 10. Sure. I, I don't have to be warmed up for that. But I'm still using my voice. So I... I I think there is a time and a place for vocal warm up, and I think it's it's super important. Um, I think it's super important. I think that um, knowing your body and your voice and your throat and your all that stuff, I think that's probably more important than any vocal warm. That's like knowing it right. is number one. And then knowing you need to do it, that's number two. How do you, how would one get to know their body and voice without I, vocal warm ups? I, I have to be honest with you, I don't know. I, I couldn't give you, I could not. And right. this is the same when it comes to screaming. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like you know, I. I've spoken to you about it. I've yeah, spoken yeah. to DJ about it. I've spoken to so many people about it. And and people go, how did you learn how to scream? How did I learn how to scream? I did it. And I made it work. Right. And and then once it was work, then once it was something you could repeat. When I could do it again, it was yeah. cool. And, and it was, was like, cool. Like, uh, cool. I want to do that. So what, what, do you, what are your pointers? And it's like, find a spot. That it doesn't suck the next day. <laughs> right, right. Well, you yeah, know? that's one thing. And, and Vocals are so personal to everybody. Yeah, it's that that there you, there has to be some level of um, what works for me may not work for you, and what it's, you know, yeah, and vice versa, and all that kind of stuff. I I think there is a science to vocals that is very um, very uniform across mm-hmm. the board. When it comes to how things work and um, 
why things work and why vocal warm-ups work and, and all that kind of stuff. I, I don't... I do not discount that a single anything. Sure. Because I think the best thing that ever happened to me was vocal coaching. Yeah. And I think it's important to find a vocal coach that's going to take take what you do, listen to it, figure it out, and then try and figure out the lesson to you. Right? Definitely. Because you can sign up for Again, a number of Again, it's super personal. Vocal. Same lesson yeah. doesn't work for everybody. The same um, lesson doesn't work for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's like, what's hard I, with like getting CD vocal lessons or getting right. Um, well, you know what? YouTube vocal lessons. Yeah, or something you know where what? You can't sit with. The I person. was super fortunate that the stuff that Melissa Cross put out on her CDs and DVDs helped me a lot. Yeah, and but you know what? I still went to a coach and a specific vocal coach and I went to her every week for months and months two three times a week Mm -hmm. to try and figure things out one of the most important parts of what I did was was for a specific record like I would go into vocal lessons with literally with an instrumental track Mm -hmm. and go okay Let's go. Yeah. This is a song where I'm working on. Mm-hmm. And this is how we did it. And I wouldn't take that experience away for anything. Well, I think that was super important. Super I think awesome. That also, like, if so, so say, uh, say, uh, uh, someone's listening to this and they're, or they want to be a singer, right? Um, had we not gotten further into the conversation, it would have been. I warm up during the first song. End of story. Yeah, no, 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 no. Right? And because we got further... Like, you learned your instrument by working with someone and figuring it out that way, and you're applying technique. Right. And once you know technique, you're applying the technique that works for you. So you're never going in cold because you know the techniques. So even warming up... Like, we all know that, like, singing is not warming up. No. Singing is singing. So the idea for, for those of you that are wanting to sing karaoke or do anything like that, um, singing a song doesn't warm your voice up. Singing a song works your voice. Right. Right? Uh, warm-ups warm your voice up. But once you learn technique and you've gone to things, you actually it changes the way you speak. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of warming it. Like, I'm warming my voice up all day long. How do you... Uh, uh, like? After learning how to breathe through your diaphragm, right? Have you learned? Like, do you go back and forth? Because I can't. No, I legitimately <laughs> cannot. No, yeah. And now, like, doing the podcast too, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, I'm going to be using my voice, and I never breathe through my chest. No, <laughs> ever. No, when I tell you what, after we do a podcast, my voice is more warmed up than before I come in to do a podcast because right. the way I speak now. Because of, and I had Melissa Cross too, and I had the CDs and DVDs too, but they didn't help me until I went and sat with her specifically. Um, and I told her that I used her things, and they didn't really get me to place. And she said, Well, here's how you need to be using them, here's how you need to do them. So they didn't automatically work with my voice, right. and they will with others. Um, so now, 
no matter what I'm doing, because I'm speaking from a different place than I used to, I'm breathing from a different place than I used to because of the training, I'm always kind of warming myself up. Yeah. Right? Um, I, I, I just, I for me, you know, like little things, little things that we've been taught through, throughout those vocal lessons and things like that. Things like, like, breathing through your diaphragm, right? Yeah. I've I've been told that I sound like I'm yelling at certain points. Mm -hmm. Like, I get a little scared because it sounds like you're yelling. And it's like, no, I'm just, I'm talking with intent. Right. And I use it. It's a little bit of projection. There's projection, but yeah. like. That emphasizes I, importance. Right. And I breathe through my diaphragm, and that's what makes it feel that way. Mm hmm Because if I'm talking through my nose and my chest, like, that's just... I, that, like, that changed my voice forever. Yeah. Me too. Not even just, like, not even just my normal, like, or, or you know, my, my singing voice... That legitimately changed my voice forever. Mm -hmm. Was being able to learn that, yeah, and vocal control, and my speaking voice is way different, yeah, than it was before I went and start and summless across. And 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 same with, with and then uh, started teaching too. You that know, and then it. you know, I, I we we talk to people that that are like, oh, I can't talk before shows or this or that. And it's mm -hmm. like. You need to learn your voice. You you need to explore your body and your throat and things like that. Now, could you do a show tonight? Yeah. Right? Tomorrow too? Yeah, I think so. Like, that's the key. That's really the thing. I think so. Is, but, um, I mean, the way, the way I, I feel is, you know, especially with, with what I've done this week, like we talked about it, okay? We don't, I don't rehearse regularly with my band, right? Right. We had a we had a a long ass podcast day last Sunday. Yes. Right. So last Sunday was Brendan Small, Izzy from uh, Conquer Divide. Yep. And a discussion. And discussions. Drinks, right. Drinks, yeah. Next day was first rehearsal back. Right. Right. First rehearsal back. Every day I speak on meetings. Every day I do things uh listen my workspace is my studio mm -hmm. okay so it, i'm doing something yeah. i'm always doing something you use right? your voice more than most people do and and i i consider myself fortunate enough to be able to do that um so monday thursday saturday was were, were my show days and and you know you got to go out and you got to talk to people and you got to you know, like, I, I know that there's a lot of singers, and hey, hey, listen, when you're doing it for two months straight, yeah, it might, might be a little different. But, right. like, I do think that there's a major, major, major disconnect with a lot of people with their voice and their, their body. Mm hmm And they might not see the two things together but it's super important to see those two things together i agree yeah so if you can't live your day-to-day -day life as if you're gonna sing a show that night 
you got to figure it out. Yeah. Right? Yeah, if you have this mindset of um, the only time I get ready to sing is right before I go do a show, or um, I'm just confident enough to where I don't have to do anything ever, and, uh, oh, if a show comes up, I'll just sing. You know, like that yeah, that kind it's, of thing. It's, it's, it doesn't work. It doesn't. It doesn't work. It doesn't. It, 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 you got to know and even your if body. You, even if you think it does, right? If you go do that show or you do that thing or you go do that, you go sing karaoke or you go whatever, uh, you go run that meeting or, or do that presentation or anything like that, um, you have to realize that if you were more in touch with what you're doing or you were warming up or you were figuring things out, you would do whatever you were about to do better, right? And 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 yeah. there is an element of deciding this is good enough and settling, and there sure. there is that, and and if it's good enough, it's good enough. You know what I mean? Right. But um, and and that's that's an attitude that I run into more than any other attitude that right. that I could ever hear is it's good enough, and that's right. that's why I'll I'll be like oh so you don't care. Right, um, which is probably unfair sometimes, but like, but no, like, man. Like, well, hey, nothing's listen. good enough for people that came to pay to see me. Hey, listen, nothing's like, good enough. I, I, I got to tell you something. Like, when it comes to singing and vocals and shoot music in general, mm -hmm. like if if you can't look at an act and and be inspired or turn around and be like. Oh man, like I could I could learn something from this. Yeah. Um You're you're nobody's too good for anybody. No. You know? No. Like And my, nothing's good enough. And 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 yeah, and and for me personally, when it came to like vocal lessons, my big aha moment was trying out for American Idol. Right. Right. I went and I heard people, I legitimately heard people warming up and getting ready in, like, hallways to the bathroom mm -hmm. and in the bathroom and, and all that stuff. And I'm just saying to myself, I'm like, what am I doing here? I am not this good, but I know I need to get this good. How right. do I, how do I get more control? How do I... Right. How do I do that? And that was a big aha, aha moment for me to be like, okay, I need to go get vocal lessons and I need to explore my vocal ability more and figure that out and stuff like that. And, um, dude, even even when it comes to the shows and, and, and things I do, why do I want to play with you guys? Why do I want to play with Revel 9? It's because I want to be great. Oh, sure. Yeah. And you play with people that are better than you. And well, don't, don't push don't, you. Don't, listen, no, that'll no. That'll push no. you. Right. I'll accept that. Right. I'm not trying to suck your dick or anything. I understand. But I'm just but saying. I'm just like. The, the, the phrase I'll accept is that will push you. Right. You go, you play with bands that are going to push you. Yeah. 
and I'll play with you guys fucking forever because I'm like, wow, okay, keep going. Right. Keep going. That If you play with a bunch of bands that make you go, all right, well, what else for? Right. What, what do you have? Right. But if you keep playing with those bands where you're just like, all right, man, you did good. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's a little bit of ego that has to exist in everybody to be Apt like... To do this? Right. I mean, in general, yes, but to do what we do, like... Yeah, no, it has to, it has to exist. Come on, we're, sitting, like we we're to... sitting in this studio assuming anybody wants to listen to this. Right. <laughs> sure. That's ego enough. You know, but also to get on stage and all this, you have to. You right. have to. Ego's yeah, not I think it's bad. I, no, no. And, that, and that's actually a discussion I had today. Okay. I, I had that today. Um, but, yeah, no, ego, you have to have a little bit of ego to, to even be on a stage. Yep. Quite frankly. Yeah. And and some people are, I've been told that I have to have more. And I'm like, I, I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can. One way or another. I just don't fucking know. Um, but be that as it may. Whatever. Well, you have uh, moments. I'll tell you right now. You have moments. Right, you have moments where um, I. The only reason I don't like to use the word ego is because of the connotation, but it is the right word. Right. Right. So um, there are times where you can tell on stage that you're feeling yourself. You know, where you're like, I'm I'm controlling this right now. Mm-hmm. And not this being me on stage and my voice, but this being the room I'm in, the people in the room, and everything that's going on around me. There's little moments that happen with you where it'll, it could be part of a song. It could be in the middle of a song where something happens. Sometimes it's a breakdown. Sometimes it's when you... Uh, it used to be when you would put the guitar down and grab a mic and go do something because you were having oh, fun, yeah. Well, right? Yeah. But... It's when you it's when you let go of your insecurity that you allow your ego to accept that you're in control. Okay. Right. And um, and I, th- so you definitely have those moments, and it's just like you need to. I want you to have more of those moments. Yeah. You know, or have a whole show of those moments, um, and that's when you start to really kind of like. And that for all of us, you know I what think I mean. It's, yeah, it's I, I I know I know that that's true for DJ. I know that that's true for me. There'll yeah. be certain moments where it's like, you know, and I'm sure there's moments where people are watching us on stage and go, Ah, Jim's feeling himself right now. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's yeah. All right. You know what though? Like, he's feeling pretty no, good about what's going to, on. We need to, like, there. I think there's an uh, an incredibly negative connotation to ego right um well because people think that ego means that you think you're better than them no right well i think that happens well no i i i uh, yeah well i think i think i've thrown that i think i've thrown ego around dude i wrote a fucking song around it yes you did (laughs) in another band yes you did uh and yeah, that's that's one of those things where it's just like, cool, you can have that, right? Um, and but but at the same time, there there 
you you do have to have some. Yeah. Ego doesn't mean I think I'm better than you. I'm starting to accept Ego means that. that I think that I can make sure we all have a good time right now. Uh, ego ego is something that is I can I can do this right now. Yep. And I know I can. Yeah. And and I think it's it's only been in the past couple of years where I mean I'm starting to feel that. Sure. And that's <laughs> but that's when you're at your feel. best, right? That's when that's when we're at our best. Yep. We're at our best when we have the confidence in ourselves to go I'm I should be doing this right now because I can I can make what's happening right now last a little longer or take it to another level. Uh, not because I'm better than anyone, but because right now in this moment, I know how, I know what to do, right. and I know right. that I'm capable. Because I, I, I've yeah. practiced enough, I've prepared enough, and I'm, uh, I've, I've gotten myself to a level to where all the things I want to do, I think they're going to work, and I know that I can do them right now. Yeah. That's, okay. I think that's... Uh, a great place to be. That's a that's a great place to be when you're performing, um, especially when you're a singer. Because when you're a singer, you are have to have it. You well, you have to have that. You're the you're the carnival barker. You're the you're the ringleader. <laughs> you know, you're right. the thing. You you're, are. You're the you're the bridge <laughs> between the audience and the music. Right. And um, if if you're not connecting and you're not bringing it then sure people are going to still have a good time and they might be wowed by some of the music but you're not going to create moments and you have to believe that you can create moments and then you have to believe that you should create moments and then yes. you have to yes, go yes, for yes, it yes, yes. Right, like I agree. Uh, I sat there last night just telling people, like, we're gonna pretend we're in the garden right now, yeah, because that's what I want us to do, and everyone's gonna have fun doing it. And maybe there was some of the audience that were like, "Who does this idiot think he is?" Right? Doesn't matter because there were also people in the audience that went, "Yeah, let's let's go on that journey let's together. Let's do it. Let's have fun with this." Um, and you have to kind and of. And they woed with you. And they woed with me, right? Well, you know, I took the whoa song out of the set, so I had to create a new whoa. <laughs> As we get a little older, we slow down the whoa. You can't slow down the whoa. We slowed down the whoa. We elongated the whoa. Yeah. Instead of whoa, whoa, it's whoa. Well, that's also because you don't let the drummer lead with that part. That's also if you let the if you let the drummer lead, it'll go way faster. <laughs> Right, right, right. Yeah. Hey, you know, drummers like to get to the point. <laughs> drummers like to go with their heartbeat. Are we doing a tasting as my podcast? Oh, <laughs> I are just, we? I just saw a background change happen. No, no, I was, I was legitimately going. Oh, this does that. That's a fun feature. Oh, you had it on like a cycle. 
I we have a. Uh, might have done that. For those of you that are just listening, we have a we have our little screen behind us that that does the background of whatever show we're doing, and we do a show on our Patreon called Tasting Is My Podcast. Yeah. Where we uh, where we try horrible things usually. And, Sometimes. Uh, and so that little logo popped up, and we haven't used it in a very long time. Yeah, we got We got to get on. We that. haven't done one of those in a very long time. We'll so, figure that out. Uh, it it just caught my eye. What's up, guys? We got a little hint for you here. A little secret. Mm. How do you help the show? We've been asked. We've been asked. Here's a way to help the show. Check us out over at patreon.com slash baconismypod. You can get lots of extra stuff. Yeah, like additional shows, ad-free episodes, early episodes. Shoot. Every Sunday, we record our discussions and drinks live, live with our patrons. Yeah, so you can have a drink with us while we do it. You can watch us cook things. You can watch us eat things. You can just support the show, and that helps us keep putting these out. It helps us... Uh, just keep the show free. Keep the show free. So thank you guys so much for supporting all of you over on Patreon already. Our patrons, you guys are our lifeblood. Thank you guys so much. And if you want to help out the show and you want to jump on, you want to be part of that bimp squad, jump over to patreon.com slash bacon is my pod. So <laughs> I will say Dude, that was, I just want to say that was like seen and you were in. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you guys like. Patrons, did you notice that? Like, we were mid-conversation, and I went, scene, and you went, so, uh, what we were saying before, like, you seamlessly... You did. You that did. Was, that was impressive. Oh, thank you. I'm... I'm... Mikey Pacino. I've... So, uh, yeah, Lacey's a great actress. What? My my daughter. Oh, okay. She's, she's a great actress. Is she? Okay. Great might be a stretch at this point, but well, what does she? She's what got. Is, what she, does she act under under her under her belt? She's got. She acts um, impressed. No, she's she she's acts. done. She's done an acting job. What'd she do? She, she, was the gatekeeper of Oz. At the That's Wizard of Oz. Right. She was in the Wizard of Oz. She was not supposed to be. Right. And then they realized that she was in a class higher than herself. Mm-hmm. So besides Lean Munchkin in The Wizard of Oz, which is a super important thing. Lead Munchkin. Uh, she was also the gatekeeper of Oz. Nice. And she was not supposed to be because it was reserved for people older than her. But somehow she got into the wrong classroom. So she got a bigger part. But then they were like, well, we can't take somehow away this part. She got the, you know what that is? That's ego. She was like, I belong in here. <laughs> Right. Right. And she was right. And you know what? Always always go with your gut. She didn't get that from her father. <laughs> but she did do it. And she was fucking awesome. And, uh, yeah. So she's she's got the acting thing. Nice. She's got the acting thing. So that's, so a, bug, turn, that's a bug you can get, man. I, like. So I've been meaning to ask people, not not you, but right. like like actual actors. Right. About like acting and like thinking about that. Do you know any actual actors? No. Oh, okay. I do because I was in a movie. But uh, no, no, I know. But you, you shouldn't know... ask me for a contact, I guess. No, I know. No, I got it. I know you know actors. Right. Yeah. yeah. I won't give them. I won't give you their number. <laughs> no, but actually, we're, we're actually we're we're talking about putting her into a, like an acting school. Nice. Yeah. That's cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah. But, like, at the same time, I'm like, oh, 
Acting school, that would be pretty cool. Do I know any actors? You don't. No. You don't. I do. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Just wait. We're going to go do that movie, and you're going to get the acting bug, too. It's going to be great. I, I can't wait. Right? I hope I hope I die a glorious death. Yeah, me too. Yeah, John Rain. Call me. Call John me! Rain, John Rain's doing well, by the way. Good. For those I, well, of you that were paying attention. So, so we, I, I asked you the other day. You I was like, let me know. <laughs> yeah, I was like, dude, is John Rain okay? Yeah. Is he doing all right? And I was like, what? And you were like, he had a heart attack. And I was like, what? Yeah. Uh, and I, I texted him. And I was like, hey, man, what's up? I, I wasn't on Facebook, so I didn't know you had a heart attack. Yeah. Mike told me, and uh, he said uh, he said he's feeling much better. He's feeling sore because his daughter did CPR on him, and she just beat the hell out of his chest. That happens. Uh, but you can crack they, a lot of ribs. They're doing tests and everything, but he's feeling much better, and he's doing all right, and he's it's looking up. It's looking Good. up. Good. So Good. I've been I've been checking in with him, uh, checking in with him every day, Good. just to see how he is. And uh, so, yeah, so, so cool. he's doing all right. So for those of you that um, remember John from the episode we did with him, uh, and for those of you that have kept up with him and checked out his movies and all that kind of stuff, he did have a heart issue. Uh, he was in the hospital, and he is, uh, he's doing much better. He's home. He's not in the hospital still. So that's good. And, uh, and yeah, I won't go into more than that just because, uh, you yeah, know, that's his... It's his thing. That's his thing to tell or not tell if his he wants. His story. But, uh, but I will say it just because he has been a guest on the show, and I have uh, patrons asking right now. And, um, and yeah, he's, he's a peep, you know? So. Yeah, uh, speaking of movies. Yeah. Uh, we're going to get into this something... now? We're going to sign off on this. Yeah, we're going to sign off on this. All right, cool. Yeah, we're going to sign off on this. Cool. So, so I put a post out uh, about that we were going to talk about Barbie. I loved it. I loved it too. I will tell you this. I thought it was a great movie. I think there were undertones of things. Number one. Mm-hmm. I think it was Mattel, which is a major, major company, mm-hmm. going, hey, how do we save face here? What were they saving face for? Uh, just an in general, like, male-driven. They put it in the in the movie, right? Like, right. It was a male-driven corporate world, mm-hmm. right? And saying like patriarchy, but no, no horses. Right, right. Um, but yes. Uh, uh, we're not going to spoil the movie. So, we're not going to spoil uh, the movie. Yeah, I sh- we should probably say that right out, yeah. right off the bat. Um, uh, yeah, no spoilers. There is, there is a thing that I do want to talk about that if you haven't seen it, I do want to talk about it, though. Okay, so right before we talk about that, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll tell you to leave. We'll tell you to leave. All right. um, but I do think there was an undertone of, hey, we are this corporate monster, but... We're totally going to play it off that we're not. Right. And I do think that had to do with with a lot of what went into that movie. Um, I do think that there were 
times when they were able to give a backhanded compliment to um, creators, mm-hmm. right? Okay. You see what you, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. It was like a backhanded compliment sure. of like, "Hey, here's somebody who." I don't. I, I. I didn't read the story. I don't know the story. All that kind of stuff. But I do think that in the day of the creation of Barbie, they weren't necessarily giving women that kind of information or being privy to that information. Okay. To be able to defend themselves on the grounds that they kind of backhanded complimented them. Okay. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think so. The yeah, tax yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think that, uh, I, and I I would, I would have to really read into it and really do my research, but I have a feeling that well, the creative was, Barbie had some tax issues. Right, the creative Barbie had, and they brought it she up. Had some movie. tax issues. Yeah. I I I do wonder if it was one of those things where it was like get it out of the way or if oh, alright so I felt like that was added in again for comic relief because yeah no but it was like a, it, it was, was like a, hey we gotta say this and you know we'll say like it's a funny thing and like you know it's kind of like it's kind of like there, there was another part in the movie where they kind of um uh okay yeah. spoiler Bow out now, because I'm going to say something that happened in the movie that I enjoyed, but it's definitely a part in the movie that's kind of cool, that it's funnier if you don't know it's coming. Yeah. So, here is a spoiler. Right now. Moving forward, we're going to do spoilers. It's about to be spoiled, so if you don't want to know, this is the time to sign off. Thank you very much. CravenStrange.net, at Something Heavy, BakersMyPodcast.com. Check out all the stuff. Clean off your nutsack with Manscaped. Yeah. All right. So... That that little part where they were talking about uh, Barbie being like um, not the perfect personification of Barbie, and then it went into like this voiceover that was like Margot Robbie, Margot is Robbie exactly is terrible. the wrong person yeah. to yeah, have exactly. to show this. Uh, well, no, that was that was actually. I felt like the tax thing was a joke in the same way that that was, where it was no. a self-aware. Own I think of what was going on. I think I think per, well. I think that was a self-aware thing because of um, just Margot Robbie. I mean, right? Just, yeah. Um, I think the tax thing was more of a, a thing, especially since it'd be one thing if they said it once and we're out of it, right? But they did it more than once. Did they? Yes. Okay. It was a, a little bit longer, drawn out thing, and they did do it more than once. Okay. And that made me think of okay, well, all right. So we're trying to unvilify, right? So Will Ferrell is the head of the Barbie division at Mattel, right? Right. right. So you're already unvilifying them with that because everybody loves Will Ferrell. Sure. Right. Um, and she had tax issues. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I don't think the average person going to see Barbie knew that. 
No, I don't think so. Either. Nor do I think that I'm sure it got press when it happened. So yeah. maybe people knew, but I, I but I, I, I also wonder. I, I also wonder if, based on that, were they doing that gag to save face? I don't know, because I feel like there was a lot of little self-aware pokes at. Oh, there was tons. There was Barbie tons in general, it. right? Um, just even uh, the daughter's explanation of what Barbie was, right? Like right. all those things. I feel like they were self they got it. self owns based on people's perception of Barbie and the 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 things that people have against Barbie too. But I do think I do think that based on you know and 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 it uh, again I don't know I haven't done the research mm-hmm. I should do the research before I fucking talk on a camera about it and really well no we're just we're just but, idiots talking but like I do think that that maybe adding those well tax problems and this and that like okay those were tax problems where they were were they were they something that you just were maliciously doing or is that just something that when you were doing it was not something that the world was letting you in on because you were a powerful woman at that time oh no I think she was doing tax evasion to make more money okay <laughs> that's what I think oh no no hey right? listen that, that that's cool like I, I, I don't I, know I was curious I was curious I don't know but that's how I took it I, I, I took that's, it that's what I that's how I took it yeah, yeah, yeah. that's how I took it but but it, it, like I don't know if I believe that right based on that and and you know like Barbie was a very like woman empowering kind of movie there was a lot of like uh there was definitely some feminist feminist undertones and and things like that so for that to be brought in um the way it was i was hoping that wasn't a way to balance it Mm, okay like well there were a lot of balancing things that they did yeah and and i'm cool with that but i don't want that to necessarily be that if she was taken advantage of and not known her rights. She was a, she was a creator and an owner of a, and a, she was running a corporation. She knew her tax rights. In a time she was that rich. in the t- in a time that she wasn't supposed rich, to be. Rich people are assholes. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's no, what no, I, no, that's no, 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 that's no, I, I, I don't I'm give, saying. I don't give her I, any that, any that's kind fine. of like if, if you if you think that that's cool, yeah. but I I do think that at the same time it's like But it's a fair question. Okay. Well, was she not aware of that? Was she not privy to that? Was was she set up? She she didn't own it for after that, right? What do you mean? She didn't have the rights or own or get any money from or like get did she get the rights taken away from her I don't think so I mean if you're at a point where you have to go to jail jail for tax evasion because you don't know what you have to do yeah but you don't lose your rights to your intellectual property you don't lose your rights but you lose the opportunity to make that money or you get that opportunity to make that money to get out of fucking jail 
I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the legal thing around what right. happened. I don't know if she went to right. jail. I don't know. Uh, I don't yeah. Know what no, happened. no, she did. Well, she, like, she I don't did. know if she went to jail for a um, long period of time. I, I, I think. Yeah, I don't know. Any I of think stuff. it's one of those situations where I, I need to do a little bit more research and not take it at face value. Because right. I do think that that that's a possibility that she was taken advantage of and then was like, okay, cool. You threw me on a skewer. How do I get off of it? Okay, fine. Fuck it. Take take the rights and that's it. I don't know if she doesn't have the rights I don't know if she doesn't have the rights she's dead well right <laughs> but, dead. but her so family like, her estate Yeah. I don't know that they don't I, have I, the rights I don't know I don't I, I don't know but uh, I felt like one that, of those that was just to me uh, the way I read that when I was when I was watching the movie is I just felt like they added a bunch of those things because if you were if you were gonna do this movie and you were going to have characters in the movie, you had to kind of, like, have a counterbalance. Right? Sure. Um, and I think if they if they had not... If they didn't have some those, sort of... If they hadn't added those things, but they had the character in the movie, it, it one, somebody would have been like, did you know? And there would have been all kinds of tweets and stupid shit about it. Right. Um, right. But also, yeah. I, think, I think it was... It made the movie more fun. Because those things were in there, yeah. I, th- I thought it was good storytelling. Yeah, you know, no, no, I thought, I thought they... it added to it. I, so I, I was just curious. I was just curious about that. Something I didn't want to bring up, and um, you know, we we talked about how it has an underlying story, and and, and by now, even if you haven't seen the movie, mm-hmm. you should know that this has. A, a, a very and I went into it knowing uh, at this point we're three three weeks out right it's a very woman positive movie sure but what what I have to applaud them on and and when I first walked away from the movie I was kind of like well they did this and that was cool but the more I think about it I have to applaud them on this so Ken was vilified in the movie. Sure. Yes. He he was eventually vilified. Yes. But what I do love about his story arc, and you can't have two major, two or three major messages within a movie. Right. Yeah. It, you get a message. It dilutes it. But if you have another message within that movie, that's also cool. Mm-hmm. And the fact of the matter is that they vilified Ken. Alright, so he came from this world where it was very women-driven. He went into the world of what we know, which was very Mm male-driven. Went back to his world and created a male-driven world, right? But the reason why he did that is probably the most important and, and you know like I think we needed the Barbie movie for a reason and I think that the the message behind that is super important but I almost feel like the most important message was his okay and that message is that you don't let one person define who you are 
I like that. But that was also Barbie's message. It was. In a way. You know what I mean? Like, the overall message of the movie, I think, was that. Yeah. And 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 I think it was... No, I think... Well, yeah. I do think that was... Like, you are more than what you're told that you're designed to be. Right. Right. Right? Yes. You can be more than a stereotypical Barbie. You can be more than an accessory. You can be more well, than... Well, what I, what I, you know, what I take away from the movie is, is conversations, you know, like, I've been with Jen for 17, almost 18 years, right? Mm -hmm. So, I've had these conversations with her. So, when they're deprogramming these Barbies, right? Mm -hmm. And they're talking about these, these... All the things things that women deal with. Women deal with, with men. Yeah. And, and how they, okay, well, men think this of you and, and this and this and this. So, like, why do you feel that way? Right. Change it. The, like, I'm not going to say I felt attacked. But I've had those conversations yeah. with Jen. And I was like, I don't know why. <laughs> you know? like Well, yeah, I've de I definitely, it, I saw that and I had to laugh at, like, I, I laughed at it because I laughed at the absurdity of it all. And the absurdity is that it's there's so much of it that's legit. Oh, it's so legit. So much it's of it so legit. That's now, a, that, that's I don't what, feel attacked by that. Um, uh, no, I just I, I feel like I feel no. I, maybe I shouldn't have felt attacked. By no, it. you said you didn't but feel like, attacked either. So, but like, yeah, I'm just saying like, I I, I feel like that was the main core of the movie, right? That was the core of the gotcha. movie. That was that was like an empowerment thing. It was like a, hey, like, dude, the monologue by um, America Ferrara. Ferrara, yeah, yeah, that was really good. Was, yeah, that was good. Like, should have stood up and applauded. Mm -hmm. it, like, that is what everybody thinks. That is legit what. Every woman thinks of themselves, and why do they have to conform to this and this? And right, this. right. So that was like, holy shit! And then like the little things that she said when she was deprogramming people, these little snippets, like also things that I've I've, I've had those conversations with Jen. I was just like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't hold you to that. I don't feel that way. But. Like, I get it. I get it. It sucks that you have to feel that way. Mm -hmm. um, that was great. All that stuff was, like, super, super, super awesome. Uh, but I do think that the most important thing you can take away from that is, again, like, like you can't let someone's thought or, or like, a world of... Um, you know, a world of saying, well, you need to have this, a person behind you, and a this, and a this, and this. I I think the, the Ken story was was very much an afterthought. Okay. Could have been highlighted a little bit more, only because of how they vilified him. Okay. Right? I think they gave him... Um, 
gave him redeeming qualities that made him able to forgive. But I think the major, major, uh, like, takeaway from that arc was just very... It was a lot of... So much absurdity and comedy. But yeah, I don't buried, think buried buried. I don't into it. Think that, or at least that it I wasn't like like a major takeaway point. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. Um, nor do I feel like the intention was to make Ken a voice for men at all. Oh no no no! I don't no, think that no, was the no, case. No, no. Uh, no, no, all Ken that was, shit that he did was... Yeah, right. It was absurd. It was right. crazy. Yeah, like... I, I, I think... The, I, I, like, the best line in the movie was, like... I didn't... Like, after I found out that it wasn't about horses, I, I checked out. Right, I checked out, yeah. Yeah, yeah it, the, like, that was a great part of the movie. But I do right. think that... I think we we created... A, I, like, so... So here was my interesting... that I, Thing that I found interesting from it is, like... I didn't walk out of that movie thinking that I learned some lesson, right? I, no. I, 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 no, no, I and no, no, I didn't no. even I didn't walk out of that movie thinking that I needed to think deeper about anything. No, and I, no, I, I no, I went and saw Barbie. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is fun. It's visually cool. Mm-hmm. The dialogue is great. The it's funny. What a cool cast. And then I was like, oh. Shit, that's like a, I, I see the message. Cool, nice. And then the movie's over, and I was like, "Cool, that was a good movie. I can now go along with my day and not think about it anymore oh. because I had fun and I enjoyed the movie and I enjoyed the message and I didn't feel like I needed to be feel empowered or empower anyone or 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 oh, take a message with me or anything like that. I was like cool movie I I you know being like you know uh, with Jen and and and, you know the father of a daughter and stuff like that like for me and, and again like I said I've had these conversations with Jen uh some of those conversations and and some of those conversations like were directly from the monologue mm-hmm. we're just like cool. okay cool like this is great that they're now having these conversations in a pop culture forum well sure but they've done it in lots of pop culture forums you know what I mean was that was any of that new information for you no. It's not no, it's not it's not new information. Right. I'm glad that but, it's, I'm glad that it's but, in more pop culture things. But but where do they do that in a you know, where do they do that kind of thing in a uh in a widespread box office well, fair successful enough. level. Fair enough putting it in they something don't like that. Do that. But we've got we've got famous and and uh, uh, comedians that are multi-million watched Netflix specials I, that are doing the I same agree, thing. I agree, but you know what? We have other I, movies I don't, that are doing the I, same thing. I, I agree with that. 
But that's a niche. So is Barbie. Barbie Barbie is... There's a lot of people that did not go see that movie and will not disagree. go see that movie. Yeah. And right? you know who, I know who... You know who a lot of those people are? Men. Sure. Because they're like... It's not for me. Dude, I dealt with with my son. My uh, Gavin was just like, I don't want to see a Barbie movie. And I was like, no, but Gavin, it's like a... It is a comedy movie, and it it has a message to it. Like, this is it. And he's like, all right. All right, I give it a shot. Like, that's cool. Right. You know? Like, earlier in the week, we watched the new Ninja Turtles movie. So why would he want to go see another movie? And, and like... Yeah, okay, I get it. But I think that... I think that you're not going to see this type of message said on a bigger platform than where it was set. I, I guess there's an argument to that. I just think, like... Like, you can... you can Okay, but, but who's looking... Like, okay. That being said... Who, looking for that validation on the on the whole, mm-hmm. right? Who's watching a Netflix story? Who's watching or a, a Netflix uh, special? Who's watching a, a lot of people. or listening to a, a podcast or or a thing like that? Less people versus <laughs> right versus. Who's going to watch a Barbie movie with a major well, message? Sure. Number one movie in America. Yeah. Right. 100%. Uh, that's what I'm saying. It's like it's like this this platform decide uh, and I'm with you. Did I come out learning something new? No. I I well, I, I, I if you already kind of get it, it's a good movie. But and it's a fun movie. But at the same cool time, movie. I'm super proud that they're able to say some of the things that they did in that movie that are that are pillow conversation. Okay. That are podcast conversation. Yeah, you know what? It's a huge platform right now. Yeah, but, no, but you know what? I don't begrudge them the platform Mar- at all. Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling get together and oh, they're using the platform of Barbie to get a message out there. Okay, that that's gonna that's well, are, gonna are Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling getting a message out there? I don't think they are. They're actors in a movie. They're helping get they're a message. They're saying the out lines there. that they're... they were told to say. Margot Robbie was very, you know, she very was a invested in the message. And that the was movie out of there. Barbie did change quite a bit from when they were trying to get Amy Schumer to do right. it. Right. She said no to it for that exact reason. And exactly. then what it became was something else. Um, I, I agree with that. And I, I think it's a great platform and I think it's good. I just think, like, I find it a little bit like there's a little bit of a part of me that's kind of like you see all the, the, the drama that comes out about it having a message and, and people either for or against it and all that kind of shit and I'm like it's a fucking movie people like go see yeah. it if you get a message out of it you get a message out of it and that's cool yeah, get but... it enjoy it you don't have to get a message out of it if you walk out of it and you didn't get a message 
No one needs to sit you down and go, this is what you should have gotten from this movie. Just like if you go see the movie and you're irritated with it because you think it's attacking men, you don't need to sit people down and go, this is why you shouldn't like this movie. People, like, want things to matter so much that they attach so much to it, right? And it's like someone put out some great art and they put what they felt in it. And if you walk into that, and you get something out of it that you can then show your kid or you can have a conversation with your girlfriend or wife or you can learn a little bit about daughter. your daughter my daughter that's why i said your kid you know right? like um or you learn a little bit about yourself in or something like that or even if something outrages you right that's cool too but it's like that's that's not really i don't know i i i feel like it's almost like People that didn't uh, take Barbie as some kind of like life lesson that they were supposed to get are being looked at as though they didn't get it. Oh, you just didn't get it. Well, no. you know, or, or something. Like, or it's like, well, you're against it because you're this, that, and you're other. And it's like, hey guys, at the end of the day, <laughs> you went to a movie titled Barbie where a doll came to life and went into the real world. And had to get into a box to go back. And in that, there was also some interesting and funny observational comedy, which is the best way to teach people. Observational comedy. You show people why something is ridiculous enough to laugh at, they start going, wait, I just laughed at that for two hours, but that's kind of legit. Maybe I should, maybe we should talk about this. Right? That's the best kind of way to teach something. But, like, if if someone got a, a huge message about life coming out of Barbie, awesome. If they came out hating Matchbox 20, sure. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever, man. You know? Like, and if they came it's out of it. It's just one song. They've got a lot of good songs. Yeah. And that's a good song, too. And it wasn't even about that. But. Also, if they come out of it and the thing that they got was they said, yo, America Chavez, that that dialogue that she was given, that she really kind of like sunk her teeth into because it's real, that spoke to me, that's fucking awesome. That's awesome. But also, if you went and saw a Barbie movie and you were entertained because it was colorful and fun and funny, and you liked Ken's telling telling each other they were going to beat each other off, Hey, man, that's cool, too. Enjoy it. You know, whatever you get out of it, get out of it. And whatever you don't get out of it, it's a movie. I don't know. I I, I feel like there's so much, like, talk about the political message of Barbie. And I'm like, come on, guys. Like, there's a message in every movie. Somebody puts, bakes a message into something, usually. Not Transformers, but most <laughs> movies. There's a message. There, there, right? there and is. You're, and there you're, is. the freedom of the, of, of the person that is, art is subjective. The freedom of you as the person viewing Creative the art. Creative is subjective. The, 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 the benefit of being Ladies the person and taking in the art is that you can look at it the way you want. Creative is subjective. Card subject to Thank change. you. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, Jeff Jarrett came up with that saying, creative is subjective. Absolutely. Um, 
Hey man, I I, I think that. Um, but I thought it was an awesome movie. And I, thought I thought it was a great message, movie. I thought the message was great. I thought the message was great. I think people uh, get weird, weird about it though. I think I well, why do they get weird about it? Because because assholes get weird in a negative way, and then uh, people go overboard trying to prove their points in a positive way. Right. And there's a lot of virtue signaling too. I look what a good understanding male I am because I you know like come on. Man. Well, no. I mean, there's listen, a lot of that going around what I, too. What I, what I want to say, like you know, do you think the points that I was saying, where I was like, "Hey, man, I, I I've had these legit conversations with my wife about these exact things throughout the years." Yeah. Is that something to be discounted? Not at all. Where you're like, I've had the same conversations am, with Annie. Right. Same conversation. Where you're just like... She's in an industry oh, where she's looked down on dude, all the time. Where you kind of go, you know what? It's pretty fucking awesome that there's a box office hit that is putting that out there into the world. I agree. That's fucking awesome to me. It is awesome. And that's what I'm trying to bring up. Yeah. Is, is that like... You know what? The message is what it is. It's not a message that I uh, ever had a different or other stance on. That I, I think. Well, shit, you knew like, already, right? But you're seeing it in a way that, like, but it, but to me, I'm happy that it's put out there the way it is now. Yeah. Right. Like you and I could talk about this for fucking. Three years. On it's a shame that it's not. Obvious. And guess what? We're not gonna get that kind of traction. That a Barbie movie is going to get. Yeah. Because Barbie movie is already a way more important thing than anything you and I are doing. Yeah. Are are ever gonna do, right? And then they put that. They put those discussions out there. Yeah. Where you and I will sit there and we'll be like, yo, this this monologue is fucking important. And it's awesome. And it's good. And it's like, I get it. Because I've had this. I've, ha I've discussed this. You've discussed this. Mm -hmm. So for me... That was really cool for me because where have you seen that? Yeah, where have you seen that on a on a larger platform? Yeah, I guess that's you know that's all I'm saying. I guess maybe the the weight of it doesn't hit me as much because the people that I surround like maybe I'm sheltered in a bigger way because the people I surround myself in life with you, Annie, like. DJ, like our friends, our groups, all that, dude, uh, DJ, all that shit, DJ too, like, but all that shit, like we we all is, have that same, but all that shit is obvious, right? That's all like, right? It's, it's all here. That's reality. We don't, we don't we don't have a different thought on it, right? But for me, I'm saying to myself, I'm like, wow, they're having that conversation. Yeah. On a way bigger level than nine to twelve people are having. 
maybe I'm the negative Nancy here because I'm like, this shouldn't be fucking revolutionary. That I... It shouldn't be. <laughs> uh, you know what? You know, I maybe, like, you, I, maybe I'm being the negative Nancy on I'm this because I'm you. like, I don't get why this is a big deal. I'm telling you, I don't because think... Because everyone should think this. I'm telling you. Don't. I don't. I don't think it should be. Yeah. But it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It, it unfortunately is on a larger level. Yeah, it's a shame that it, that that's that's not the. But most, you know what? The fact that anybody seems to give a shit, and, and I'm going to tell you something, and think that that's a political statement that I women are shit on and should be treated equally and have to deal with all this stuff. The fact that that's looked at as some kind of political statement or like some kind of weird thing or some kind of thing that even needs to be celebrated, that it's not just understood that that's the way it is, blows my fucking mind. You know what? All right. Because guess what? We all live in the world. I'm, I'm going to tell you. Look around. I'm going to tell you what my... Dude, this is going to be my Achilles heel mm-hmm. right here. This is the fact that I went to go see that with my kids. Okay. So, my son and my daughter are aware of those conversations yeah. at 7 and 10 years old. That was one of the problems people had with the movie. Was that they thought that it was... But, also, what are no. kids? how are kids being aware? It's just being put in their head that it's normal. Dude. Which is good. I like, think. that should, like, the fact that I can, that this could be a teachable moment mm-hmm. is so fucking cool to me. You know, like, yeah. I Like, I have a daughter. Well, you're a good dad. Who, oh, you want to have conversations. <laughs> yeah, right. That shelter them from life. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's it's one of those things where where Gavin was like I don't want to, I don't, don't want to see it and I was like no you, you need to see it and then he's like well why 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 do people think of women as less than and it's like hey man despite what you see is it, like the world is different and then for me to see my daughter and like to like I sat next to her during the movie, mm-hmm. and it was like she got it. And for me, that's cool. For me, that kind of stuff. And she, I she, listen. She's only seven. Did she get the true well, undertones? Regardless, I don't. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know where that's gonna like put her on a trajectory to, for the rest of her life. Right, right, right. But well, it's not. You are. Right, but but and you I, saw it, so if it right, awakens it, something it's for one you of those too. Things, things where it's like, man, you know what? Like, one person doesn't define you. The society doesn't define you. You define yourself, and that message is important. Yes, to them, and in turn, seeing them react to that for me it's feeds into so much more nice that's awesome it feeds into so much more and that's we saw the same movie and then two completely different takeaways because of our social situations 
and the situations that we had while seeing the movie. And I think that is, yeah. a, is a perfect way to look at the art that, that we ingest and that we consume as people. Sure. Right? Uh, because you had your kids with you. And these are important messages that you're trying to bring up new humans with, right? And you had sure. your wife with you, who you've had conversations directly about stuff like this. So it was the ability to see and be happy for her that she's watching something where there's an understanding that she's seeing that like, hey, the world gets you too, right? Like that type of thing. Yeah. Is a whole yeah. different experience it was then me and my girlfriend going to see Barbie and laughing at the jokes and having a good time and then in the middle being like oh shit they dropped some heavy shit on it and then leaving and being like what a great movie right right and and I think that's an interesting uh, like duality of how uh, you can consume art sure right there because you're looking around you and you're seeing the future that you're trying to make sure grows up with an outlook that that more aligns, identifies and yeah. aligns with with how you see the world and want them to see the world and wish the world was and also a validation for your wife who um, deals with it in a different way than Annie deals with it. Annie deals with it in a way where she's just out loud like, fuck you, I'm doing a job, and then she does the job, and then everybody shuts up. Right. Right, and it is like that. It changes for her. She changes that situation, or she doesn't, but she doesn't have to deal with that person tomorrow. Right. She's somewhere else tomorrow. She might have to deal with that person again next year. But she knows it's coming, and she knows who it is. She's got a Rolodex of assholes. <laughs> right? And so it's a whole different situation. And so, again, us going to see it, it's this funny, fun, great, colorful, cool movie with a great cast. And in the middle of it, we went, ah, oh, shit, they're dropping some knowledge. That's badass. Nice. Yeah. And that's it. And we can walk out and never think of it again. And then watch people freak out about it and go, why is everybody freaking out? <laughs> What's the deal with that? They're not going to freak out. Oppenheimer was an asshole. <laughs> Every, honestly, we're not even going to get into that. I haven't know? seen the movie yet, but it's like, eh, it's the greatest movie ever. Right. And it's like, okay, cool. Maybe. You know what? Maybe. You know what? This but guy. Real, that dude was a piece of shit. That guy. One guy. Was such a piece of shit that he was like, you know what? I'm gonna make a thing that kills a lot of people. Well, and he was a piece of shit, but uh, we were a piece of shit with him. And maybe we'll talk about that next time. But for I now, I have to see it. <laughs> for, I have to see it too. For now, uh, thank you guys for hanging with us. This has been discussions and drinks. Quite a bit. Of discussion Bacon is my podcast. We went guys almost, thank almost you so two much. hours. We need to shut the hell up. Well, we did we did a lot of this uh, should other be two episodes. Too, so, like. We love you. You're awesome. Thank you. Uh is my podcast.com. If you want to support us, jump on the Patreon, all that kind of stuff. 
Uh, Mike, me, you can find us. Find all our stuff at BaconIsMyPodcast.com. Go there. Something heavy, craving strange. Manscaped. Grow your ass off. Drink Wild Bills. Those are our best sponsors. They are our best sponsors. So. And uh, for those of you that were at the show last night, thank you so much. For those of you that are going to come to the show next time, thank you so much. For those of you that have checked out our bands, you guys are awesome. For those of you that support the show, you guys are the best. To our patrons, cheers. We love you. Uh, Woo! Have a great night, guys. And remember to ask yourself every day. I forgot. What is it? <laughs> What's your bacon? <laughs>